it's a, always a holiday and I'm always alone. Or either the flight attendants, I'm asking them if they want to go out, but they brought their boyfriends along and I don't have one of those. <laughs> so I'm always alone. And that's when the anxiety and the depression starts to creep in. And you just, it's just crazy how you're surrounded by so many people and you feel like you have no one there at the same time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the one and only flight attendant show that can help you not only become a flight attendant, but also will guide you on how to keep it. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest. She is one of the most popular flight attendant YouTubers, content creators that you can find right now in the industry with over 1 million views in her channel. One of the things that I love about her is her honesty and transparency on her channel. She also works for one of the biggest airlines in the world and she has served in the military and she is now here with us guys. I really want you to welcome her to our episode. Charlie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? That was so sweet. Thank you. Now, thank you so much for this opportunity for just, you know, joining me. I was like really a skeptical, not a skeptical, that's not the word, like really scared of you accepting my invitation because, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, like many ridiculous. YouTubers are not willing to uh, like, you know, share their ideas and, you know, share what they do um, in a podcast that is kind of like growing right now like mine. Right. So thank you very much. So for nobody, for somebody that doesn't know you, tell us a little bit about you. Well, first, I want to say the pleasure is all mine for you having me. I'm so glad that you reached out to me. But a little bit about me. I'm 25 years old. I'm a flight attendant for a major U.S. airline. I've been with the current main line that I'm at now for about nine months. And I was recently with a regional subsidiary of another major airline that's completely different from mine. <laughs> and I was there for about six or seven months as well. So, yeah, I've been a flight attendant for a little over a year and a half. That's not math. Wait, stop. <laughs> I've been flying it for a little bit over a year now. And yeah, I love it. But it's That's not beautiful. always sunshine and rainbows, but I love it. I know, I know. And we're going to dive in right in into uh, those little details about the flight attendant life. So I know you're coming from the military because, you know, I've been you know following quite a while. And i wondering what made you transition from being in the military serving for the country which you know by the way thank you for your service thank you for your support yeah um why would you make the decision going from you know military and getting into uh, aviation well i've been a member of the united states air force for over five years now and i will say that mostly my transition i've always been in the military it seems like my real career transitions was from nursing student to nurse to being in aviation now. Cause I was in the military as a nurse. I was in the military while going through nursing school, even before I became a nurse and I'm still in the military now. So I don't think that's really been a transition, but the transition from being a nurse to becoming a flight attendant was about the hardships of COVID-19 and how it affected me as a new grad nurse and how difficult it made learning and being thrust into a new job when the whole entire world seemed like it was on fire. And I just needed a fun job. I needed a break from nursing and I found actually a YouTube video of Ashley Smith TV and she showed her life as a flight attendant. And I was like, you know what? 
that. <laughs> so it's a very right. spur of the moment decision, to be honest with you. For sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, many people have like, you know, heart find it really hard to transition to the flight attendant life. And I really resonate with one of the videos that you posted around like 10 months ago, where you were talking about the things that you should have known or you would like to know before becoming a flight attendant. Tell, tell us a little bit about why you make that video. Like, I think it's really um, from a point of honesty and transparency is one of the best videos that somebody can watch. I really appreciate you for saying that. Like I said, me joining the aviation industry was very spur of the moment. All that you see online is pretty girls with long hair, jet setting across the world, getting paid seemingly. And that's just not the case. Like, yeah, there's pretty girls. And I guess you can consider this getting paid, but the pay is not amazing. The life is not fantastic. They don't ever really tell you about the terrible passengers. It wasn't until maybe two years ago we really saw like, these passengers can get rowdy. <laughs> and watching the videos online, I love doing that, which is why I do my own. You only see one part of this job. And I really wanted to share that video first off so you won't be like so many of my classmates who do this job for one month or two months or quit during training. I, I want you to really, before you even go through the stress of this process, because it can be stressful, these are things that I wish someone would have sat down and told me, and then you can make a full informed decision on if this is the right career for you. So yeah, that was my goal, and I'm really glad it was well received. True, true, true. And now that you talk about pay, um, and I have like literally posted many videos about talking, like mm -hmm. talking about pay and how important it is that you make your decision in a very, based on the reality of a flight attendant. And I feel like this is, this is why I am doing and creating this content because people need transparency. And most importantly, because when we think about Delta Airlines, United Airlines, those big pictures airline, we imagine that we're going to be earning a lot of money since the beginning. And probably that's not the case, even for big airlines, such as the one that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I completely agree. That is not the case. <laughs> it's on the outside looking in, people are seeing I could be making $34 an hour. They're not seeing that the flight is only two hours long and you're only making 60 something dollars. And that's where it gets you. That's definitely where it gets you. So yeah, the pay is not as amazing as it seems outside looking in. Yeah, true, true. That that was really shocking for me <laughs> because uh, we come from an industry that we regularly work from eight hours a day, seven days a week, and we relatively work over 100 hours every single month. Right. That's not the case for the aviation. Mostly, if you really want to go like really over time and whatever, you can work up to 100 and max probably like 130 hours. Right. But roughly, we're going to be working between like 75 to eight hours a month. And that's that paycheck is absolutely not enough for somebody uh, for somebody like really to leave or have a very decent life. Not yes. decent, but very decent life. Because some people can have like, you know, depending on the lifestyle that you have, you may have, you know, that salary may, may be enough. Um, another, th another things that you mentioned in that video, um, that I feel a lot of flight attendants will resonate is that you said you didn't know how your body will respond on how tired you can get doing this Absolutely. job, how this impacted your life. That's probably other than the mental aspect, the physical harm that this job can cause on your body is something I never even considered. Like I said, no one's talking about that. They're just happy and smiling and looking cute in their uniforms. 
you're lifting bags when you're not supposed to. We're not supposed to lift passenger bags. A lot of people don't know that, but we're still lifting our personal bags. We're sitting in the jump seats, very, very small, uncomfortable. Sometimes you're positioned where your head is down. Sometimes it has to be all the way back. You're pushing a cart back and forth. You're, a lot of us are wearing heels all day and you're sleeping in different uncomfortable beds, comfortable beds. It's just a lot of different movement and it brings a lot of wear and tear physically on your body. And that's not even to touch on the mental aspect that it can have on your body as well. True, true. And even like, have you, did you meal prep? What, what, what is your, what is your life lifestyle when it comes to the flight? What do you do to be successful as a flight attendant? Like what, what is it that you do? Funny you asked. Um, no, <laughs> people <laughs> People who watch my videos, they know I like to eat. I like to eat good. <laughs> I don't want to eat broccoli and, and chicken every day. Like I don't want to. I, that is definitely something that I should work on. And it's advice that I gave in that video so people wouldn't be like me, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't change. <laughs> but that's a part of my transparency. It's fine. But one thing I will say that I do on a three-day trip, I'm still eating whatever I want. I'm just going to be honest. But on a three-day trip, I have two layovers. I try to go to the gym at least one of those two layovers. Abs start in the kitchen, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> but I would definitely suggest any flight attendant, bring your own food, especially if you're on a budget. A lot of us are, especially at my regional, I was probably starving half the time. And the flight attendant 15 is real. You're eating on a very inconsistent schedule. You're eating in the airport, which is not only expensive, but terrible food. We're always bloated from being in the air. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot in your body. So I would suggest that everyone not be like me <laughs> and eat a little <laughs> healthier. It's difficult. Let me tell you, I've been trying to keep myself healthy and put myself in a situation that I really obligating my body and my mind and my brain to think healthier but it's really hard because sometimes you bring food to the uh you know on your lunch bag whatever and sometimes you just get really that um a kind of like damage yeah. you know because of that you know, it becomes warm your eyes actually get smelt you know melted And things like that happens a lot. And then you end up like buying things, you know, out of pocket and Absolutely. buying things at the airport or at the hotel. Um, and I think it's very important. I love the way you said that at least you decide to go once in your layover. Because, <laughs> right. But it's still you're doing something. It's better than nothing. Right? That's, exactly. Exactly. And that's bringing me to a point. Like sometimes we are very hard on ourselves because right. we see this, you just mentioned this right, you know, right before we just see this lifestyle on YouTube, social media, this girl's long hair, skinny. <laughs> and we think that that's where we should be. And that's probably not. And Absolutely. how have you find a way to be comfortable with yourself? In true Charlie fashion, being completely transparent, I'm not. I wish that I could say that I'm 100% confident in the body that I'm in, but I'm not. Um, it's hard. You are surrounded by a lot of beautiful, skinny people all day. And comparison is the thing of all joy, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to compare yourself to others. Um, and just being on YouTube, especially, I'm constantly comparing myself to other flight attendant YouTubers, not on our numbers, not on the views, on the way that I look, because I don't look like any of them, to be honest with you. And this job and society in general is so focused on looks, especially as a female, I'm sorry, as a woman. 
it definitely gets to me. But um, I, that's definitely something I'm working on, just learning to love myself in the body that I'm in. And I'm sorry, I'm about to get emotional. Also, if you follow my channel, you know, I be crying. I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. But um, especially after the passing of my dad, I found out he had a heart attack. The day that I found out he had a heart attack, I did start eating better. Um, it, but it wasn't until then. That was just a couple months ago. So it shouldn't take all that for you to want to put in the effort to work on yourself. But you need to work on yourself so you can feel good, so you can actually be healthy. Because healthy looks different shapes and sizes. What's healthy for me might not be healthy for you. What's overweight for me not be overweight for your height. Like so, so many factors in this. And it's not just about looking beautiful. It's about feeling beautiful and just being overall healthy, not looking a certain way. So, yeah, it's, thank you for, it's rough. <laughs> no, no, thank you. You you have brought something that it's really important for so many girls out there, for so many guys out there to listen about this. It's not about looking healthy it's about feeling healthy because many people look healthy skinny right. but they're not exactly. healthy they're not feeling healthy inside of them they have like anxiety because their brain is not eating properly they're not intaking the proper food or whatever they're not at least doing the bare minimum to go to the gym and if they do it's just one day to record these instagram stories <laughs> so thank you for being honest about like how you really feel because i think it's time for people to be transparent the way that they feel about themselves sometimes like this a couple of days ago i was like having this breakdown that i was like oh my god i'm not getting anywhere i'm super skinny i'm not where i was supposed to be and this is just because all the things that i am intaking from social media from all the things that i'm like picturing and seeing myself in their shoes exactly. and that's not it like you mentioned it's just learning how to love myself how to love who i am from you know from the point that i am and the day, you know, the, everything that I'm doing every day to work on myself and, you know, to be better. And let me ask you, in your video, you also mentioned something really, really important. And if you feel comfortable, you know, talking about it, um, how transitioning into this aviation industry um, impact you in terms of like feeling uh lonely or feeling alone something you know that you can share about it um you know obviously we're not expert in the topic we're just sharing exactly. you know our experience um yeah <laughs> this job is the most social job ever and it also can be the most lonely job i'm on a plane with 200 passengers two pilots maybe three other flight attendants all day non-stop <laughs> And then when I get back to my hotel room and I slam click and I lock that door, it's just me. And I'm just sitting there with my thoughts and I'm just, everything seems so much louder when you're in there alone. And that's definitely something that no one shares. It's a lot. It definitely gets to you. And it's not only no one's in this room with me. It's I'm sitting here in the middle of Raleigh-Durham because I'm always in Raleigh-Durham. And my family's back in Alabama and my cousin just had a baby or my friends are getting ready to go out without me. It's somebody's birthday. It's always someone's wedding. It's a, always a holiday and I'm always alone. Or either the flight attendants, I'm asking them if they wanna go out, but they brought their boyfriends along and I don't have one of those. <laughs> so I'm always alone. 
And that's when the anxiety and the depression starts to creep in. And you just, it's just crazy how you're surrounded by so many people and you feel like you have no one there at the same time. So, yeah. True, true. Is there, is there anything you're, you're kind of like right now doing to bottle that in? Like, um, any type of like communication um, thing that I don't know, like testing every day or, um, you know, reaching out to that friend or a couple of friends that are near you? What, what are you doing? Well, um, I talk to my therapist a lot and I say that laughing, even though therapy is not a laughing matter, it's something that everyone should do. I'm going through a lot personally. Um, I've shared multiple times on social media that I recently lost my father. Mm-hmm excuse me and that's a loss that I've just never experienced before so to have that type of loneliness truly the person who loved me most in the world not here on top of this job's loneliness has led me to therapy and it's honestly the best thing I ever could have had luckily I have such amazing subbies and people like you just reach out to me on social media and check on me because y'all know I'd be going through it because I'd be telling y'all I'd be going through it as of right now, I haven't posted a YouTube video in like 22 days and I got people in my inbox like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> and I need that. You need that. You need a strong tribe of people. And without YouTube, I wouldn't have that because my family, they're back, they're grieving too. And then my friends, they're out living their life. They're on social media. They're having fun. I can't bother them with my problems, but it's good to have certain outlets. I get to write. I get to edit videos. I get to talk to my therapist. And this is a season of growth. Sometimes you need to be knocked down to see how high you can really go up. And that's where I'm at right now. So I just suggest anyone who is going through the loneliness of being a flight attendant or even preparing yourself for it if you're not a flight attendant now, get some nice, strong mental practices. And without getting too churchy, if you have a relationship with any higher power seek that and seek that now (laughs) because the thoughts get scary sometimes and you need something to hold on to this that's going to pull you out of those thoughts sometimes oh sorry (laughs) yeah for sure yeah for sure um thank you for opening this up to you know not only to me but also to the audience Uh, I, i feel like sometimes we just need that and when we spoke the other day, it, you know, I literally asked you permission to, you know, be able to share this in, you know, in, in, in the audience, in, in this podcast, because part of it and growing as, you know, as a person is letting go. Sometimes it is hard for us to let go to the feelings, to those, you know, to those feelings that are making us feel vulnerable, but we need to go through them in order to let them go and that's what you're doing right now do not by any you know by any means do not think that you need to like put those feelings aside don't don't listen to people that are like oh while you're you know in that stage or don't stay a little longer no you should be there as long as you needed to be there and then you know move on um talking about another topic um that i think is going to be really helpful for the audience um when it comes to the flight attending interview process i know you have what you have gone through two interview process already for major airlines not regional for major airlines 
how would you compare those two interview process? Okay, this is going to be pretty hard to believe. But without giving too much away, even though it's obvious, I went through one interview process in Dallas, Texas, and I went through another interview process in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, being someone who came from a regional airline based in Dallas, Texas, I thought that my current airline was going to be rude and snuck, stuck up and no fun and pretty much just remind me of my military life. But I, <laughs> that was probably the furthest thing from the truth. I actually went to the um, Dallas-based interview first, and it was more structured, structured in the way of how they, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> it wasn't as fun. Let me just put it that way. It was not a structured, because structured means that everything was in order, and I'm going to be honest, it just wasn't, but no one's perfect. When I went to the interview in Atlanta, Georgia, I came in, and everyone's clapping <laughs> and chanting. Like, you would think it was Bama Rush or something. Everyone's clapping like they're happy to see me. And it was like, wait, this isn't what they say about you guys. Y'all are supposed to be stuck up. It's supposed to be no fun over here. So I'd say that's first off the biggest difference is I felt so calm and at ease there that I thought I would feel at the other airline considering it was associated with the regional I was at at the time. So that was definitely the thing that surprised me most without giving anything away is how welcoming the Atlanta-based airline was. That's, that's <laughs> beautiful to hear. And no, that's beautiful because... That, and that's the point, like looking into the airline that makes you feel right. welcome. It is sometimes we just like see the big picture of the airline, the fly-in, the mm -hmm. uniform, but we don't feel how we actually going to feel inside of the airline until we actually have like a couple exactly. of years. You mentioned in your, in your, in that video that we're, you know, been talking about, um, that you found out about some like certain benefits of the company um to be a little not a little different but you didn't know for example like if you needed to pay imputed taxes for your international trips uh when it comes to uh the the things that you're looking mm -hmm. into an airline or when you were like, <clears throat> like i need another airline what were those things that you were looking into to make a decision of this is the one okay let's get into it this is a very exciting question i should make a video completely all about this things that you can look you should look for when picking an airline first off do not go by the list and say this is the best airline because right now everyone's going off about this one list that has delta at the top and spirits right under them and americans at the bottom and everyone's up in arms you can't go by those lists because at the end of the day those are man-made lists and those are ranked by <laughs> passengers you need to know what's best for flight attendants because that can be completely different. The quality of life is what matters. But there's other things that matter too. Pay. Right now, I'm getting paid for boarding. I love every bit of that. All flight attendants should, yeah. should be paid for boarding. Unfortunately, that's not the case right now. Um, location of the bases. Quality of life as a flight attendant. Like I said, there's different ways that you can look that up. Glassdoor, Facebook groups, all of that good stuff. If you're going to have to commute or not is a big one. Commuting is a whole job in itself. And hmm, I feel like there's something really important that I'm missing, but those are the big ones that I usually tell people. Pay, base, commuting, Beautiful. quality of life. I'm sure there's more, but those are good. <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> I think that those are like kind of the main things that you need to look into, especially pay. Guys, we're in an era that, 
this part of how gorgeous this life could be, we all need to pay bills. That's the point of a job. <laughs> There's no play around it, right? We all need to pay bills. And you need to look for that particular airline that will push you in a position that you can reach your financial goals a little earlier. I don't, I don't want to talk, I don't like talking about, you know, mm -hmm. bad about any airline, but I just want to say the reality of it. Regional airlines need to come up with a better plan on how to pay, like better pay their people, honestly. Because right now in 20, well, in 2022, they raised the pilot's salary from like $69 all the way to $90 and $135. Right. Meanwhile, the flight attendants that work, you know, especially in those regional that you are the exactly. only one on that flight working with those passengers are still not earning a lot of money. So this is something that needs to like, I don't know, whoever needs to hear this from, you know, people that make those decisions. But um, thankfully, you know, we have people that are working towards it in, you know, in those company and, you know, finger crossed, we get positive feedback. Um, so I have something, you know, I think I posted in my Instagram. I think I actually posted in my Instagram, um, you know, what people wanted to ask you. And I have two questions that somebody okay. sent me. Uh, and okay. So one of them is, can you ask her, what is the craziest or most unexpected thing that she has ever, uh, happened or oh, experienced? Lord while working as a flight attendant. Is this a family friendly show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will try to not be too vulgar when I tell the story, but I have I have the story. <laughs> I was working a couple months ago. I was at my main line. I was not the A or the lead or whatever your airline calls it. I was in the back. And I was actually doing my service and a passenger touched me now. <laughs> Don't do that. But oh, that's no. not the point of the story. <laughs> he touched me and I was like, excuse me, ma'am, one second. Also, don't touch the flight attendants. And then I gave the person the drink I was handing the drink to. And I said, yes, how can I help you? She says, there's a man in the back watching a dirty movie. <laughs> I said, okay, I will deal with that in just a second. <laughs> so I talked to the girl on the other side of the car. And I said, um, I'm going to go check this out because... We have movies on the plane. It could be Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids starts with a adult scene. It's kind of, it's, it's comedy, but right. yeah, that's how babies are made. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, it's probably nothing. Um, I said, yes, ma'am, I'll go handle it. Just go ahead and take your seat. Uh-huh. So I go and I go to the back. And his screen's <laughs> not on, but I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, he has his laptop out. <laughs> He's actually on his laptop watching a full-blown X-rated <laughs> movie. Yes, like yes, adult, yes. adult movie. I thought he was watching oh something on one of our screens, and we just had like a movie that was a little scandalous. No, he's watching a full blown. I'm be honest, it was a porn. It was a movie. It was a, it was a whole video. I said, "Oh, um, <laughs> that was so awkward." Excuse oh, me, sir. Um, we actually can't no. watch that here. Um, and the crazy thing about it is, he just said, "Oh, okay," and just put it away, like he didn't know. <laughs> like it was just, "Oh, okay, thank you for telling me that." And I, and I just went back to doing service. Like, no. He didn't get angry? It was generally like he, he did not know that he, he wasn't didn't get supposed angry? to do that here. He had the whole back road himself. No way. <laughs> that, it's hilarious. How can... See, that's what they oh don't tell God, you no, when they I'm tell you about becoming a flight. 
<laughs> oh, it was crazy. I got back on the cart and I said, girl, oh, you're not going to believe what I just stopped in the back. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, that would have to be the story. <laughs> okay. The other question is, uh, this is from hey, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan and he says, um, what, what advice do you have for someone who is considering becoming a flight attendant Uh, coming from finance. finance that is a Oof. completely different yeah, job so first thing i would say is definitely watch that video that we've been talking about the things i should have known before of becoming a flight attendant but in that video we kind of ran over it we talked about pay quality of life mental health and loneliness understanding your contract that's a really big one and i'm sure it sounds like he's coming from a corporate world so he probably understands that a little bit um It's a completely different job. I'm not sure how old you are, Jonathan, but that comes into play, especially at training. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I really struggled with in training coming from, I was 24, so I wasn't the oldest person in training, but a lot of 22 year olds and things like that. I was coming from a career and I'd been in the military. So like the things that get on my nerves when people are being super duper immature, when we're here to do a job, <laughs> like my right they might bother you too because i'm guessing since you come from that type of environment that's something that you're gonna have to deal with and i would say especially someone coming from a job like that with finance look into all the things that i said but truly understand that this is going to be a completely different lifestyle change and one thing i struggled with is being a nurse is something that is so i don't even know how to explain it That is a career. People don't consider that a job. And that's something that I'm struggling with now is I feel like I left a career to go to a job. You can make a career of being a flight attendant, but that's just something that I just, I've been really struggling with is I've been making more money, which I'm sure you are too, Jonathan, to make less money and do something for fun when I'm at the age I need to start making better financial decisions. So it's really hard to wrap your mind around all of that, leaving a good paying career to a fun job. And I just really, really want you to think about that before you go through this process. Good, good. And do you think it's crazy that we leave? Because I, I honestly uh, right. left a corporate job too before, you know, joining into aviation. Oh, it's crazy how we leave right. a fancy job in a, you know, suit and tie, here high heels, whatever, in an office to become a flight attendant, which is not, which is glamorous yeah. at some point, but most of it is really a struggling, you know, like until you reach a certain point at the company, five, six years, seven years where you're like seeing mm -hmm. those coins coming over and like, okay, <laughs> here it's we making go. sense <laughs> now. But in, this is why I did my good job. <laughs> but in the meantime, it takes a while to get there. <laughs> right. But that's, but that's the, that's the beauty of it. Because if you compare both of them uh, for you to be, because you know, especially at big airlines, people with 10 years could be making 10K right. and 11K a month. That's insane. You know, as a flight attendant. With doing the same exact job that we're doing years. at one year. <laughs> exactly. But if you put that opposite on, a, on an office job, you will spend those 13 years and you're probably going to be right. you know, earning 75K a year. You know, so that's kind of like how I see it and what makes me really hopeful. Yeah, like, we're not really pushing, fighting for a promotion to get you know, a raise. You love you this. To, you just have to not get fired and you get <laughs> a raise every single year. I've had three raises at my airline and I haven't even been here a year yet. There, the money in this job can be true, hard, but it's also true. it's out there if you want to make it. Yeah, true. 
I, I believe you. Hey, uh, Charlie, um, before we end up, um, I have another question to ask you. Um, when it comes to um, the flight attendant interview prep and preparation, we were talking about like, <laughs> what else can we tell people that more than more a than thousand than... <laughs> videos that all you say the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> Right. More than like, you know, a smile, just, you know, to impress. I think I have said that in so many ways that, you know, but um, what is one thing that talking about things that you should have known before you apply, things you should, you would like to, you should have known for your interview process? There's a couple things. First, I want to say the more negative one is that sometimes rejection is God's protection. You're not going to get every single job you owe. You're not going to get everything in life that you want. Um, and honestly, if I had went with the first airline that I thought I was going to go with, I don't think I'd be happy. Now, I didn't get rejected from that job, but I didn't feel invited at that airline. I didn't feel like they truly wanted me. So I would just say, go in, ready to kill it. But if it doesn't work out, know that you did your best and that this opportunity wasn't the opportunity for you. I know people who have tried to go to my airline for 15 years, and I'm not even exaggerating. They apply twice a wow. year, every year. And there's no cap. Yeah. You, can do, you can just keep doing it. And they're here, and they're happy. But I know some people who wanted to be at my airline, they didn't get it, and they never applied for another flight attendant job again. And... There's always going to be that in the back of your mind. What if I would have applied again? What if I would have went to a different airline? What if, what if, what if? I know you had traveling with T on your channel, I mean, on your um, video, what, a couple weeks ago? Amazing interview, by the way. She started off with Thank a completely you. different airline, was there for five years because she didn't get her dream airline. And now she's with us. She's with her dream airline now because she didn't give up. She went to the wow. other airline, got her husband, has a daughter, got happy, and now she's here. And now she's about to become a pilot, like... That's God's protection. <laughs> if she would have just not applied anymore, like where would she be? You know, so I always just True. keep going. But another thing with the um, smile, <laughs> dress for success, show up early, all the basic things that you guys have heard a thousand times and show your personality. Not only should you show your personality, but show your passion. Like at the end of the day, we are talking about passing out cookies, <laughs> so it does sound simple, but there's something in you that when they ask you the magic question of not only why do you want to be a flight attendant, why do you want to be a flight attendant for this airline, you need to have a good answer for that question. Really, really dig deep inside of you, and why would I be a good fit for not only this position, why, do, why should y'all put all the money and investment in me? Why should y'all be funding my trips to Paris? It's because I'm going to be the best that I can be for this airline because I love this company. I see what y'all are doing. Like, even if you're just copying everything they have on their website, you need to have a good answer to that question. And you need to truly show your passion. Show them that you want to pass out cookies with their airline's name on it more than any other airline's cookie. And Guys, I think that just speak from the heart. You already answered that question. So <laughs> for those of you taking notes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I really love how this actually interview have gone. 
it have gone like way far than I imagine. And I I really want to say thank you for being transparent. Thank you for opening opening up your heart to the audience, to me, to this podcast. I appreciate your time. Um, if you haven't watched her video, I would recommend just go and watch the video. Not for me because we're not. I'm not promoting. You guys know me that I don't promote. <laughs> I recommend. I told her I watched that video literally three times because it was so like information that you probably don't receive at any other video. So I will be leaving that um, link in the description box below or in the show notes here on the podcast. Um, Charlie, thank you so much. Any thank final words you. that you want to say? I just want to say, first off, thank you so much for having me. You have no idea how much I appreciate this and how much it got me out of my comfort zone. So I really appreciate that. But um, to everyone who is watching me, who's never seen me before or has just decided to click on this video, thank you for listening to what I have to say. Hopefully it helps at least one person because that is always my goal. I think I said that in that video. My goal is to help at least one person. And that video has thousands upon thousands of views. And I'm just like, 40,000 40, views. 40,000 views. That's crazy. That's it's not about the views, you guys. It's about the amount of people that you truly touch and be able to take some information. So I just hope that while you're watching this video or listening to the Rough podcast or just soak in as much information as you can because you always don't have people like us who are willing to share their knowledge. There's a lot of people who gatekeep. So just I appreciate y'all for listening to what I have to say. And I hope that it was able to, like, I hope you're able to get something out of it. And don't absolutely, give up. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, don't give up. <laughs> and Charlie, where do people can find you both on any platform, like any uh, social media platform that you have? Of course. So I'm mostly known for my YouTube channel. It's just Charlie Edwards. Like I said, I talk about my life as a flight attendant. I try to be really open and transparent. I cry. I laugh. I eat a lot. It's a whole thing. Um, and not only are you going to just find vlogs on my channel, you're going to find those type of videos like the one we talked about where I'm trying to share my information. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm getting a lot better at being more active over there, especially on my stories. My Instagram is Charlie Takes Flights, and I'm sure all of that will be tagged as well. And that's the same name as my website, charlietakesflight.com. Sounds great. Thank you, Charlie, for, you know, for just being here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love the way you guys are just supporting this uh, episode, supporting this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Ralph Air Podcast. Once again, my name is Alexis and we love you all, guys. See you on the next episode.